Hey, how are you doing? I hope you're having a great start to your week. Uh, hello, Chris. Glad you made it on. Appreciate you being here. Hello, Angie. All right, let's uh, let's get into this. I wanted to um, quickly recap the series. We just finished up yesterday. We uh, did an interview with Lisa and John talking about their experiences over the last six weeks, talking about discipline and, and understanding the uh, comfort of discipline. And I wanted to uh, go through the questions we talked uh, with them about uh, somewhat from my perspective and um, and really kind of close out my own thoughts on this. Um, and so the, the purpose of this series was to really get us to be at a point where we are understanding what God's discipline is, understanding his, his correction that he brings in that discipline, and being able to know that we can be comforted by it. There, there's a big misunderstanding about discipline because of the uh, way we have used that word uh, in our natural understanding, in, in our uh, earthly mindset. And, and so we needed to flip that up and look at it from a kingdom perspective and really get into the fact that uh, discipline is supposed to be a comfort. If, if uh, the rod and the staff, they comfort then that's what that is talking about. And we misidentify, mislabel, even misjudge what it is that God's doing, how he's showing up, uh, other people's intentions possibly. And um, we need to be corrected and we need to have discipline brought in. And so that's that's really what we did over the last um, uh, six, well, seven weeks now uh, with talking about yesterday. Uh, we started off with uh, talking about being uh, convicted. And then we, we talked about being consecrated. We talked about the unpunishable aspect of who you are as a son and daughter of God, which means that discipline takes on a new definition. And then we talked about nourished and, and how you are nourished through discipline. Uh, and we talked about um, being conquered and then comforted. And so bringing all these things together and looking at the different facets of discipline and the different ways that God shows up, we can understand that we can be comforted by these things. We always have to remember, and it's something that we'll continue to talk about over and over again, is that uh, discipline, correction, different ways that God shows up, it's out of his goodness, his kindness, his love for you the mercy he shows you, the grace that he lavishes upon you is the reason he shows up these way, these different ways. It's the reason he brings discipline and correction into our lives. It's not to punish us. It's to bring us into a, a higher space, right? He's calling us up higher through discipline. And so in, in the last few weeks, uh, looking at how God has shaped discipline in in my life, it's it's really about uh, refocusing my time and um, and understanding that I, I need to pay more attention to what it is that I'm doing and not squander uh, opportunities to be with God, right? Because that's that's often what would happen with me, and those were for the sake of um, 
mindless and distracting things that were comfortable. Uh, you know, doing research on something in my own strength uh, without talking to Holy Spirit, that's easy, right? And, and I can uh, dive deep into a topic that doesn't uh, require any conversation, you know, and it's just generally doing something. Uh, and I can spend half a day researching trivial things that have no bearing on, on where God is taking me, what he's calling me into. And so it's really been a refocusing of my time. And, and one of the other things is uh, a dang phone. You know, for me, it's not social media that distracts me. It's like watching TV, watching TV shows on, on uh, streaming services. That's a big one that distracts me from, from God, from others, and even distracts me from me. And what that means is, is that I could be looking to know myself better and seek self-improvement. I could be looking to know who it is that God is calling me better through that relationship that I have with him, through conversations with him, you know, that one-on-one -on -one time, right? Instead of allowing myself to be distracted, okay, come back in and, uh, and get focused on him. And so that's, that's one of those things that um, he's been shaping discipline in my life. And, and really what it's led to is in looking at the comfort of the discipline he brings, it has pointed me towards spiritual disciplines, things like prayer or uh, worship or uh, studying scripture, the many different things that you could label as spiritual disciplines. Uh, and we looked at those uh, through these broadcasts here on Monday and and looked at some of the different ones and pointed out that there is no uh, catch-all list that you can find that says, here are the spiritual disciplines, you need to do these. No, you need to figure out what it is that God's calling you to. Because what he's asking me to do right now in my refocusing of my time inside of spiritual disciplines is not going to be the same thing that he's asking you to do. It's going to be different. And you've heard us say over and over and over again, freedom doesn't look the same for two people sitting next to each other. There's going to be a difference there. It's the exact same thing when we're talking about spiritual disciplines. God has us in different places. He's moving us towards different things and he wants to highlight something in your life right now. And so you need to be in that conversation. And so that's kind of where it's led me at and, and knowing myself better, who it is that he's calling me to be and improving myself through that relationship with him. Right. So, so that's what it's been, been like uh, as God's shaping discipline in me by correcting my use of time. And so the, the second thing we talked about yesterday is what has been most offensive for me over the last probably two months, what's been most offensive to me has been people's responses to the way that God is showing up right now. Uh, and, and I know that, that by now he's changing minds about that and, and he's changing hearts of, of people and about how he's showing up and they're, they're able to see it in a different way. 
But initially, this is something that was very offensive because people wanted to bring correction to leadership, right? For some reason, people generally feel it's okay to try and uh, being, bring correction or influence a leader without first testing their motives. And uh, in this time, God has certainly challenged and tested my motives, uh, but I'm less offended when that happens or even when someone challenges me on something than I am when someone comes to bring correction or to attempt to influence based on their preferences and level of comfort. Right. So we can, we can look at, but look at these things and know that um, it's preference or it's comfort because it's uh, it just, it won't fit. Right. And it's, it's painfully obvious when that happens. Yes. Influence without burden. It does. It carries little, little power. And so you, you have to also carry a burden for the thing it is you're trying to influence. And if you don't, it's, it's not going to be, it's not going to work, right? Like Angie said, it, it carries little power. And so that's the thing that's been uh, offending me the most is, is those reactions, right? And I've had my own experiences with being challenged here on different things. And not to say that um, in, in the challenge, it was something that was wrong. It was, it was a challenge to, that offered me an opportunity to look at my motives with Holy Spirit. Right? It wasn't a bad thing. It was just a, hey, I think we should do this differently. Well, okay. Why was I looking at it from this perspective as opposed to this other perspective? What was the motive behind the way I was looking at things? And so that was an opportunity. That was an invitation that God was calling me into to say, hey, let's look at this. Let's evaluate what your motives are here. And so um, I'm less offended by that than I am by people's reactions to bring correction or influence when they aren't testing their motives. The third question we talked about yesterday was, how are you dealing in relationships when everything is changing around you? First and foremost for me is to remember to see everyone through the lens of 2 Corinthians 5.16, which says that they have a new perspective that refuses to evaluate people merely by their outward appearances. So that's, that is the, the big thing for me. And from there, if I can remember that and, and continue to look at people as saying, okay, I know that you are a new creation. And so I refuse to evaluate you merely by outward appearances. And from there, it's a lot easier and I can assume positive intent on people's parts uh, as things are, are, are changing around me. And that's how I'm dealing with relationships. And I know that talking about what was offending me was people's reactions. Well, I'm looking at source and fruit in that. And somewhere in between there is motive, right? So what is the source of this thing? Likely it's preference in the comfortable space. And so what's the fruit of, of that motive coming from that source? It's easy to evaluate. I can assume positive intent and I can still see people 
that way and still understand, right, the testing of motives there. And so this this is one of those things in dealing with relationships and the, and the way things are changed around me is, is to be able to see people through that lens, call out true identity, and know that Holy Spirit is going to work in them, and we're going to see the change. Right, and Angie brought up something great yesterday that she wants to uh, celebrate uh, people's growth. And so we're going to do that next week. And I'm really excited about that, uh, you know, because celebration is a boundary line for us here at Unedited Life. And so that's exciting. Right. And, and so you should be celebrating every growth, every learning opportunity. If you if you fail, but you learn something, celebrate. If you succeed, celebrate. Yes, celebrate. And so uh, relationships changing around me. That's that's how I've been dealing with that. Look at them through the lens of 2 Corinthians 5.16. Knowing they're a new creation, so I refuse to evaluate merely by outward appearances. Have to look at who they are on the inside. I can still look at sources. I can still look at fruit and see motives. But that doesn't mean that's who they are. Right? So I don't treat them in that manner. All right, so then... There was uh, the next question is, how are you dealing with everything changing in you? Well, for me, it's been about enjoying the ride because uh, the change, uh, this time right now, I'm looking at it as a time that should be recorded, right? You'll you'll look back on, on this as, you look back on this as a turning point one day and be able to point to this time as the start of something great. Since July, we have seen so much change. We have experienced a, a lot of change. We've experienced some um, uh, highs and lows and, and everything in between, but it's all unto something better. It's all unto the place that God is taking us, and it's exciting, and it's scary at the same time. But I know this is a point in time that needs to be recorded. It needs to be recorded well, because there are a lot of shifts happening right now. We've heard a lot of talk about shaking and and, changes in the spiritual atmosphere. And so you need to be taking note right now and and recording this time and and remembering. And so for me, that's how I'm dealing with everything changing in me is making sure that I'm taking time to stop it and really look at what's happening right now and recording it so I can remember to look back one day and say, that's the point where things changed in my life. That's the point where Things changed for our ministry at Unedited Life, and and things just took off on this exponential uh, journey. And, and so that's that's what I want to do right now is remember, <clears throat> excuse me, and record that. So then the last question was, what actions are you taking or going to take as a result of the discipline God is bringing you? For me, 
I'm going to continue to focus on the spiritual disciplines that God brings me to and continually refresh those things. God, is this still where you want me? Is this still where you're leading me? Because we know that the spiritual disciplines, they get you on the path of godliness, right? And they keep you there. We've been talking over and over again about, about focusing on Jesus and not looking to the left or right, not being influenced by uh, the spirit of politics or the spirit of religion, but focused on Jesus and what it is he's doing, what it is that he's calling us into. And, and so for me, I'm taking the action of, of making sure that I'm maintaining spiritual disciplines, not as a religious duty, but as another facet of relationship with Jesus, another aspect of being able to go deeper into that union, into that oneness that I share with the Trinity and ultimately be able to bring that into the oneness I share with the people around me, with all of you, to be able to sharpen one another and to grow. Also, I want to be able to stay aligned with the priorities that God sets for me. So each and every day I, I set an intention with, you know, a couple of priorities. These are the things I want to focus on today. In that, though, I, I allow God to shape that. Because I can go off on my own strength and try to do something and make things happen, but that's, that's going to not have great fruit. It's not going to be the giant fruit of the promised land, right? That's that's what I have available to me. And so within the calling that he's given me, I allow him to set priorities. And then continually, again, continually refresh those things and, and make sure that, yeah, this is still where he's leading me. This is still where uh, I'm pointed in the right direction towards the promise that he has for me, towards those good things that he has he has for me and he's bringing me to. So I'm staying in my spiritual disciplines and, and making sure that I stay aligned with the priorities that God set for me. And then finally, just continuing to remind everyone that, that when God shows up, it may not be familiar to us. And if it isn't familiar, it's likely to be uncomfortable and that has to be Okay. And we're going to continue to remind that because this isn't the last time he's going to show up in an unfamiliar way. Uh, just because we haven't been shown it before. Uh, for whatever reason. And. And it's it's likely to be uncomfortable. But you need to be able need to be able to sit in that. And need to be able to rightly evaluate and judge, okay, I, I don't understand why you're showing up this way. It, it makes me uncomfortable. It stirs these things up inside me, right? I'm offended by this. Specifically, I'm offended here or whatever it is for you, whatever the thing, the specific thing is that if that is offended, bring that out to God. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yes, uncomfortable for sure. Bring that out to God. Bring all those things out to him and don't try to run. Don't try to say it's not him. Because 
if we don't sit with these things and really have a discussion with Holy Spirit, what you have access to do, then we're going to miss things. We're going to miss out on a facet of the promise that he has for us. You may be able to get to it at a much later time, but why wait? You don't have to wait if he's bringing it to you now. If he wants to refine you in some way and bring you up to another level so he can offer you more uh, revelation or uh, more space to take up in the spiritual realm, right? We talk about expanding to fill the space, to fill the boundaries that he's given you. Maybe he wants to increase those boundaries. And so he shows up in a different way. So if it's uncomfortable or unfamiliar, don't discount it. Take a hard look at it. So that's one of the other things that we're going to continue to do is continually remind people of that and that it's okay for those questions to come up. It's okay to be offended by these things, but don't allow that offense and don't allow being uncomfortable or not understanding because it's unfamiliar take you to a space of isolation or take you to a, a judgment that it should be rejected. All right. So I want to end by um, reading Psalm 82. Before the other day, I, I don't think I've ever read this before. And so it was, it was very interesting to me, particularly in the time uh, that we're in right now and the way God's showing up and what it is that we're experiencing. So Psalm 82, it says, all rise for God now comes to judge as he convenes heaven's courtroom. He judges every judge and rules over every ruler saying, how long will you judges refuse to listen to the voice of true justice and continue to corrupt what is right by judging in favor of the wrong? It's so interesting that we want to Yes, Chris, I will. I will get to that right now. When God shows up as a judge and wanting to judge things, sin in our lives or um, judge things that the, the church is doing and judge those as not a part of the kingdom, we get uncomfortable. We get uncomfortable when he shows up as judge because we think that there's no grace or mercy there. In, in reality, it's because of those things that he shows up in that manner to bring correction to us. So that's an example of him showing up and, and it being uncomfortable. Because people want to look at that and say, oh, that's, that's Old Testament or Old Covenant. We don't live under the law anymore. No, we don't. However, that doesn't mean that he's still not going to show up as the judge. He's not, it doesn't mean that he won't show up with the voice of true justice. Right. And so we have to be able to make sure that we're catching that. Verse three. He says, defend the defenseless, the fatherless and the forgotten, the disenfranchised and the destitute. Your duty is to deliver the poor and the powerless, liberate them, 
Liberate them from the grasp of the wicked. But you continue in your darkness and ignorance while the foundations of society are shaken to the core. I'm pretty sure we can all relate to this right now. That we need to come back and redefine what's normal. Right? We need to look at what society is going through and then apply the kingdom to it because it's likely things have been taken and corrupted away from the kingdom. Just like the word discipline, like we talked about earlier. When when we think about the word discipline, usually the first image that comes to people's mind is punishment. And that should not be true. Yes. The, the bride needs to be pure and spotless. She has to be put right. Correct. All right. Where was I here? Verse six. Didn't I commission you as judges saying you are all like gods since you judge on my behalf? You are all like sons of the most high, my representatives. Nevertheless, in death, you are nothing but mere men. You will be laid in the ground like any prince and you will die. All rise, for God now takes his place as judge of all the earth. Don't you know that everything and everyone belongs to him? The nations will be sifted in his hands. We have been commissioned as judges, like it says here. You are all like God since you judge on my behalf. We're going to get into this in a couple of weeks, a few weeks, I don't remember exactly when, about dominion and about your responsibility and the power that you hold as one who has keys to the kingdom. And so we need to be reminded that we are his representatives. Yeah, it starts in October. King of Kings series starts in October. And that's one of the things we're going to get into. And so we're going to continue to remind, and I wanted to use that as an example of of the way God is showing up right now as a judge and how it's uncomfortable for us. But it's got to be okay. We got to we got to be able to get into that relationship, right? And get into the union that you share with Jesus. Get into the oneness that you share with the people around you. Have conversations with them. Talk about things. Not saying you're going to you're going to change someone's mind about something. And that shouldn't be the intent of conversations anyways, right? The intent should just be to grow, right? Have something more to have discussion with Holy Spirit about. All right, don't don't miss how God's showing up because you're uncomfortable or unfamiliar. Be sure to go back to that. This is this is offending me. Why? 
Don't use it as a means to reject or to isolate. Those things should pull you deeper into, into the union, into the oneness. All right? All right, let's pray. Jesus, I thank you that you do offend us, that you are refining us and bringing correction to your bride. We long for for unity with one another. We long for for you. For your presence, for your touch. That's the desire of our hearts is you. And that should bring, be, be enough to bring us together. So in these times of, of correction and discipline, let us not miss what it is that you're bringing out of us, what it is that you're doing to refine us, to grow us, to make us more pure and spotless. We thank you for what you're doing, Jesus. Thank you for what you're doing in each one of the people that are watching this and and that we've had the opportunity to talk to about discipline and correction. I thank you for how you're opening them up. I thank you for how you've opened me up and refined me. And we look forward to what you're, what you're going to continue to reveal to us throughout the rest of this year. And as we prepare and look forward to what it is that you're doing next year. It's in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. All right. Have a great week. And uh, Friday morning. 10 o'clock, Angie will be on with Life Up Here. And then uh, we got some fun and exciting stuff on Sunday. Uh, We'll be ordaining Mike and Christy and uh, releasing words over them. And then we're going to uh, capture, uh, capture words for 2023. So that's going to be exciting. All right. If you have something for unedited life, and you aren't uh, a part of the, the local body here, you don't live here, uh, you can still send something in if God is speaking to you on behalf of Unedited Life. You can send that to uh, email us at info at uneditedlife.org. And yeah, you can send that in. We'd love to hear from you. All right. Have a great week. Bye.